Hello, everyone. I am Jimmy C. Gardner of J.C. Gardner Speaks, and welcome to Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. In today's episode, I have with me the incredible blockchain Wayne, Mr. Wayne Marcel. How you doing, Wayne? How you doing? Good, Jimmy. Good. Appreciate you bringing me on today, man. Thank you for being a part of, of this episode and coming on and, and to be able to share your knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and to uh, hopefully uh, just provide opportunities for a lot of individuals out there and to uh, just apprise individuals about another way of life. And, and with that said, I'd like to just jump right in, man, and yeah. ask you to just please just give us a little a little background about yourself and, uh, what, and what do you do? All right. So I've been in the leadership management space for a little over 20 years, always with a big focus on tech, right? Tech is something that I've really been interested in from the get-go. And several years ago, about three and a half years ago now, ran into uh, cryptocurrency. Now, I got into it as a speculative investment, uh, buying Bitcoin before I really, really even knew what it was. But then I started to study the implications behind what cryptocurrency can bring to people. What problems does it solve? What can blockchain, which is the underlying technology that's behind cryptocurrency, yeah. and what, what, are the, what are the aspects of that that can really change the future? We saw how the internet age, like when dot, internet came about, dot com boom, right? We saw what happened after that. We live in a world now where we're all connected through the internet. And that was a revolutionary shift of technology. And I see the same thing happening in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. And a lot of times I see it can help. There's a lot of people across the world that are disadvantaged, not through any fault of their own. It could be the what side of the border they were they were born on, whether that's city borders or whether that's country borders, right? or other aspects and cryptocurrency and blockchain can give those freedoms back to people because it's it's global it's borderless anyone can have access anyone with a basic smartphone can have access to this technology no doubt man i appreciate it man thank you for providing that wayne and, and wayne can you tell us like what 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 prompted you to get off into cryptocurrency Initially, it was a bad stock investment, to be honest with you. Okay. I had some, I had lost about $15,000 on a stock, one stock I had put some money in and I pulled it out when there was very little left in it. And I told a buddy of mine, I said, look, man, I need to put this somewhere where I've got a good chance of return. I'm okay with some risk, but I need a good chance of return. Right. And I, he said, man, we've been hearing about Bitcoin forever. You need to get into this. So I actually, you know, actually took cash that money out. Went to, uh, uh, at that time, it was a Bitcoin ATM, put some money in and scanned it to, uh, you know, basically scanned a wallet, a crypto wallet on my phone and got Bitcoin. Now, at that point, I didn't know what the heck I had, but I'm always a type where once I am, am intrigued by technology, I want to dig into it. Because what truly gives something value is really going to be how it's going to be used and how it can revolutionize things in the future. And I wasn't worried about the gains in the next month or two. I was looking long term. And so I started studying the technology and I realized that this is something that is huge. And then I realized with my background of being, being in management, being in leadership, and I really enjoy helping and coaching people. I've also been in the personal development space since 2012, that there's a lot of people that know about this. So in 2017, I shifted my focus to educating people around cryptocurrency, around blockchain, just to get the word out, because I realized this can impact so many people. So I, that's that's kind of where I went when I when I'm committed to something, I stick with it and I run right. So now cryptocurrency is a new asset class. 
it can be very volatile in terms of value in the short term. So I had to really understand that, okay, if I'm going to teach people about this, then it's got to have some long-term power. And that's, that's where I started to travel around the conferences and talking to different people, talking to different development teams, just to hear what was going on in the space. Mm-hmm. And that's where it really hit me that this is something that people need to know about. No doubt. And what I know there are a lot of different individuals out here in, in the world, a lot of different groups in the world. Is there a particular, shall I say, a particular group that you think may be interested in this cryptocurrency and may have the best potential to actually position themselves to be in a, in a, in a way to make themselves grow and make the, make their, uh, their worth, their net worth grow exponentially. Is there a particular group of individuals that you would say, Hey, this is for you all maybe an under, under uh, advantage or disadvantage group. Yeah, absolutely. So really, I mean, it's global. I could say anybody, but I can narrow you down to a few where we're already seeing use case and how having access to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies has greatly improved their ability just to survive and thrive. Right. And that being, there's an Uber driver I met in in uh, Vegas that he was sending money back to his mom in Zimbabwe. And the remittance fees were so high. And then Zimbabwe's currency was hyperinflated. So it's very volatile. Mm-hmm. More volatile. We think cryptocurrency because it could go up are down five to 10% within a day or two as volatile, but I'm talking like huge swings to where he may send her a hundred dollars worth of value. And by the time she gets it between inflation and remittance fees, she may be getting 40 bucks worth. Right. Mm -hmm. So he started sending her Bitcoin and he was able to talk to the shop owners in her town in Zimbabwe and get them to accept Bitcoin as well. So they created their own economy on top of a failed government economy. Wow. So they're seeing a benefit already in Venezuela. Right. Talk to a lawyer from Venezuela. Now, you think attorneys make pretty good money. Right. Right. But when the whole country's currency collapses, Mm -hmm. everybody is broke. It doesn't matter what wealth class you were in before. Nobody has money. So that attorney basically said if he and he hadn't educated some of his clients to get involved in in cryptocurrencies and in, in Venezuela, it's Bitcoin. And there's another one called Dash. If they wouldn't have been in that, then he wouldn't have been able to to feed his family even. And you see in the news just this week, they're experiencing famine down there. So they've already seen a need. In the U.S., it's kind of hard to say because, hey, our dollar has been relatively stable. But even that, if you look at what's happening right now with the printing going on, I mean, the Federal Reserve is is actually a private entity that's put in the power. And whenever they need money, they just print it. And that's how we live with it. That's how we end up with inflation. Right. Right. I thought about it yesterday when I stopped to get a a burger on the road and that same burger I hadn't eaten in years. And it was much smaller than I remember it. Right. So inflation isn't just cost going up. It's the size of what we buy for the same price continues to get smaller. So really, it's anybody. But so many rules and regulations that are supposedly put in place to protect people can actually exclude many people from financial services, whether that's in the U.S., if you're raised in, say, in poverty or even the lower middle class, there's certain investments you can't even partake in because you have to be what they call a credit and investor. Okay. So that is excluding people. That is allowing the wealthy to get wealthier. And, you know, the, the, the poor and middle class remain in those classes, whereas cryptocurrency gives access to everybody. It does not discriminate because it's, it's not centralized power. It's decentralized across the network. 
to where it doesn't matter who you are or who you know, everybody can participate. And that's one of the, the most important things when it comes to that. So the answer, the countries that need it the most, those right. are the ones that can benefit like right now. But the rest of us, it's still somewhat of a speculative investment, right? I'm going to invest in Bitcoin with the hope or the promise that in a few years from now, the value of that to the U.S. dollar for me will be more and I'll have more buying power with that cryptocurrency. So it can it can help a lot of people. And we see it happen. Think about the stock market today. A lot of people want to invest in the stock market. Now, we can all agree. Think about it. the economy was shut down for a while and the stock market experienced an initial crash and then recovery. But then we start to see companies that have already filed for bankruptcy, their stock is still going up five and 10 percent. How does that happen? But other than being propped up, we hear about all these trillions that were being printed, but very little in relation to the total that was printed actually went to you and I and people like us. Most of the money, where did it go? It went to banks. It went to financial institutions. It went to invest in the market to prop up the market. So even there, people are looking at retirements and I, you know, I hope it doesn't happen, but we're looking at a point where you could see people if they're heavily in the stocks could see some retirement, some of their retirement account wiped out if we experience another stock collapse. Mm. So those are just things that all of those issues, when I looked into how the actual, the federal reserve system works and how our money, our monetary system works, it made me realize we have a big need for cryptocurrency and it may not be for us in the U S it may not be two, five, maybe even 10 years from now, but it's something that we've got to get in front of if you want to be able to to benefit financially from it. Everybody's going to use it eventually, but okay. only a few are going to, going to benefit financially if they get in front of this wave. You know, it is with early adopters. Some people will get in front of a technological wave right. and benefit from it. And other people, what we call laggers, they kind of jump on board when everybody's doing it. So tell me, wh- wh- where do you see cryptocurrency in the next five years? Is there a, is there a, a, a great forecast that, that, that believes that cryptocurrency will actually be the currency of the world? In five years or so? Yeah. So there's going to be a power struggle that's going to happen from time to time because obviously people in power don't want to give up that power. True. Right. So governments can control governments and banks and financial institutions can control us with money. Right. They don't like what you're doing. They can freeze your bank account. You know, they, they don't like the way you're spending your money. They can put sanctions and regulations on that. Cryptocurrency being decentralized, you can't stop it. Look, since I've been involved in cryptocurrency, China has tried banning cryptocurrency four times since I've been involved in cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And they realize they can't do it, right? Because it is an unstoppable force. There's going to be some some pushback. People are going to want to regulate it. But the the regulators are going to say they want to do it for your safety, but they really want to do it to maintain control. control. Let's face it. It's Bitcoin right now is borderless. It's censorship resistant. It's open. It's decentralized. Nobody controls it. If I try to send you money in PayPal and PayPal doesn't like what I'm sending you or even the fact that I'm sending it to you or why, then they could block it. Now, they say it's for protection, right? They could say if they deem you as like an at-risk or, or whoever I'm sending my money, an at-risk entity, right. they say it's to protect you from, from giving money to criminals you know, and hate groups and, and, and terrorist groups. But really, that's all determined by the, you know, the powers that be that are classifying that. Yeah. Right. So you've but got bankers right now that that can that have done money laundering and only getting a slap on the wrist and a fine. Right. Yet 
the founder of WikiLeaks is in jail right now for spreading truthful information that pe- that he felt people needed to know, right? So Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies give you that power to where it's peer to peer. I can send it to you. There's no middleman that can stop it. And that allows us to transact freely, which is really needed right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what happened with, so there's protests that were going on in Hong Kong earlier in the year. And one of the biggest things they did to try to control the protesters was they locked up banks. They did a a lock on ATMs, basically limited the ability for people to withdraw their own money. And that was how they tried to control a protest. So there's there's things that happen all over the world. And if you look back through history, that if we had a system in place that allowed us to gain that freedom back, to be able to transact, to be able to. Not only that, have transparency, right? We're talking about cryptocurrency in the form of money, but cryptocurrency is only one application on the blockchain. Imagine blockchain voting where it's open and transparent. Nobody can manipulate the numbers because everybody can see the inputs and outputs of what's going in and what's coming out. It's not one system of control. So that can be impacted. Uh, Education. Later today, I'm interviewing a guy that uh, was a principal at a high school. They got really into tech. And now he's talking about how blockchain education can revolutionize the educational system, allow equal access to everybody, not just what city you live in, not just what neighborhood you were born in, but everybody. What prompted you to want to to give back and and share share your knowledge with so many people? Just be, I guess, an actual voice for individuals who don't have a voice or don't have knowledge today in in these areas of finance. What prompted you to want to go down this road? and just start being a, a introducer to, to this cryptocurrency? Well, Jimmy, the biggest thing for me is is the way I was raised is I was always taught that whether it's from, you know, from my Christian belief and from the way my parents raised me as well, to always be able to give back and be a voice for those that, that can't speak for themselves. Yes. Right? So being, and, and the thing is, some people aren't speaking because they don't know they have a choice, right? Yes. They just think this is the system. This is the way it is. And I've always learned the the biggest way to impact change is to educate people. Yes. And then you look back. So, yes, I want cryptocurrency and blockchain to catch on. And and there's a part of me also that would like to benefit from that financially. But what I see also is, and I learned this when I was in network marketing, the biggest way is to get a a wave of momentum going, is to get a lot of people, educate them on what needs to happen and Mm -hmm. watch what people can do. Because- us individually, yeah, we can make impacts here or there, but when we join forces, we can be a powerful force. When I look back at the adoption of the internet, when the internet first came out, it was clunky, and you had you basically had to know computer coding to be able to send an email, and even then, it would take days to do it. And now we're doing video chats over the computer because that technology has evolved, but also there were people along the way that made it easier for people to understand it, right? My grandmother growing up, she would she would have never been able to send an email to anybody. It was, she would have been clueless. But yet my my kids' grandparents, they, they, they're not very uh, computer savvy, but they can send an email with the swipe of a finger on an iPad because technology has evolved to make it easier for them. So that's what education is going to do is just break down those barriers that make it hard to, you know, to do that. No doubt. Currently, you know, we have a lot of we have a whole lot of things happening within our society, a lot of social discourse, a lot of different things happening out, out in our communities where, where we have law enforcement uh, committing certain acts against black folks, killing black people and, 
and and basically you see things happen of this sort towards disadvantaged groups or marginalized groups of people. How would cryptocurrency enable individuals to raise beyond the current state state of where we are in in in, in the world in, in America and in the world? How would cryptocurrency be a power in that? So it can be used as these movements happen, yeah. and rightfully so, right? Sometimes it takes drastic action to make drastic improvements. And I feel, for one, just like what I saw in Hong Kong can also happen here in the United States, right? If there are certain groups that maybe, let's face it, let's go back to power, right? When people are put into power, not everybody in power is bad, but we, we've seen time and time again where power can corrupt people or power can allow people to let their ego get bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot, especially like in law enforcement where they're put into a power over other people. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to determine your freedom or not, right? So cryptocurrency and blockchain can cre- create transparent systems to where we can have access to information. We can have access to digital currencies that will allow us to transact with anybody being able to interfere, right? Just like I said before, if I wanted to send you money for business, it doesn't matter what that business is for. Mm-hmm. If it's legal, ethical, moral, that's between you and I to understand. And, you know, it, it, it's and if if I send to you, nobody should better stand in the middle and block that. Say, I don't like what he's saying, so I'm going to block it. So it's going to give it, it just as much as it, it's a, I think it's a form of freedom of speech is a freedom to be able to put our money in places where we feel are important. And not allowing other entities to determine that, not because I think regulations are wrong, but a lot of times those interpretations are what really get us get get people to be held back, to be disadvantaged. It's a cycle that's got to be broken. Mm-hmm. And finding, you know, money is just one part of that. You know, that's what keeps a lot of people in their current mindset, in their current thinking, in their current state that they're living in. And some people just feel there's no way out. Now we all hear rags to riches stories, right? Where people will come out of nothing, come out of extreme poverty and build wealth, but it shouldn't be such a rare occasion. Very rare. Everybody should be able to start with the same advantages. So it's just going to give more transparency. Is that? It's not the end all be all. It's not going to be the main thing, but it's going to play a part and it's going to be utilized as we start to see more people stand up and say, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to come with resistance right? Everything great is going to come with resistance. Anything that's going to move the human race forward to more equality, more freedoms, less hate, right? That's really what racism is. It's a form of hate. And the only way to do that is because some of those abuses of power and some of that hate can come from people in power. So cryptocurrency and blockchain can allow us to circumvent that and be able to transact and interact without anyone telling us, you know, what we should be doing, you know, the overseer. Exactly. Exactly. So that's awesome. Wayne. That's awesome. Kind of give a little background for, for our audience. Wayne and I, we, we met, we we met during a rich, rich way event. And uh, Wayne and I are part of our rich way. And uh, Wayne, could you share with with the audience a little bit about how we met with rich way and, and became friends and, and how we got to the point we are today. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So it was, it was about a year and a half ago. We were, uh, I think it may have been in like January of last year. 
we were at a Richway event. Now, Richway is a personal enrichment and coaching program. A friend of ours had created Ricky Bennett. Great program, looking to do some great things with people. And so we met at one of the conferences. I believe it was in Houston, wasn't it? Houston, yes. Yeah, it was in Houston, Texas. And Jim and I met in the lobby before everything happened. We started talking. He told me a story. I mean, it was really impactful. And I got a chance to tell him about what I do with cryptocurrency. And we we just stayed in contact. And when, when you meet certain people, you just you know, they're going to do great things. And, and and just, you know, Jimmy, you know, that morning, I don't think I ever told you this, that morning, really, I was like, man, this is a great guy. I got to stay connected with this guy. But then that evening, when you spoke to the children, because we had a children's program yes. that was called 401 Rich, which is yeah. to educate children about, you know, children don't hear enough about personal development and what they need to do to better themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had that for the kids and my daughter was in it. And I stepped in right as Jimmy was telling his story about what he went through and his life. And just, you know, and so many kids that were, they were dumbfounded, like, how, how, how come you aren't angry? Right. So it's just to share that message. Like I knew that was something that the world needed to hear. And I was like, you know, that's a story that people need to hear. So that's how we met. You know, when you go to these conferences, not necessarily just Richway, but any kind of events where you, you're around people, that are looking to better themselves and and do things and impact the world, you got to connect with those people and stay connected because that's what the world needs more of, right? That's what, that's what we need, man. That, that, that is what can make a difference in the world. You know, we need people that are going to be willing to walk down the street and protest. We also need people that are going to willing to help people expand their minds and realize you have more control than you think you do. You have more abilities than you think you do and, and just, you know, help people unlock that. I, I just want to just thank you, Wayne, man, for just just sharing your testimony and being such a, a positive impact to our society. And, and the more you give, the more you receive and you're receiving you're receiving so much, man. And it comes in different forms, not just monetary. You know, you're receiving blessings from for family blessings, you know, from from every aspect of your life with health, you know, overall health and, and, and stability and, and just happiness. And uh, like you, you mentioned that event in in Houston, man. That we had a powerful, we had a wonderful time. And meeting you was a was a highlight of Leslie and, and myself of our time in Houston. Yeah, and we just, just said what you were doing was just so powerful, man. And and I just knew you were going to grow, and you were going to you were going to just become the man that you are today, and just continue to give back and share your knowledge. And that that means everything. And I always share with with uh, everyone. You know, we, we don't we don't accomplish anything in this life by by ourselves. You know, we we, we depend on, on, on other human beings and we rely upon other human beings. And uh, one human being does nothing alone. So it's it's about connecting, networking, partnerships, being it, being in the presence and being around individuals that are continuing to grow and continue to educate and continue to change the world in a positive light. And that's what uh, Mr. Wayne Marcel is doing. I just want to tell you, my wife Leslie and I, we, we, man, we had such a wonderful time at that event, speaking to the to the young individual, to the young people. I call my young kings and queens. Yeah. And I tell you, it's it's always wonderful to give back, and and I, I just I just keep on giving back, man. And I and I just say I want to say this to you: what you're doing, I know I know you just recently just shared some information with with us, some individuals over in Kenya, Africa different parts of Africa, you know, you and your company, I mean, it's just phenomenal because you're giving back and you're making a change 
to, to impoverished individuals, to individuals that don't have opportunities, disadvantaged individuals. And these individuals are our future. These individuals are, are going to be the coders of tomorrow. These individuals are going to be the, the cryptocurrency gurus of tomorrow. These individuals are, 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 are going to be aware, knowledgeable, you know, having information. I always say to be informed is to be forewarned. Information. And I just tell you, uh, Wayne, it's, it's just been such a, a, a wonderful time just hearing you, brother, and, and just understanding how, how, how you're taking your plight through life and, and doing well and you and your family. And I wish you all nothing but the best. And before we go, I just want to just ask you if you could just share with everyone, you know, your current standing right now. You're 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 uh, you're doing your thing. You're out of Louisiana, I believe. If you just want to share what organizations you're you're representing, how people can contact you, uh, different social media handles, you have an opportunity to do that right now. Please share it with me. I appreciate it, Jimmy. Thank you. So first and foremost, our our educational company is called Blockchain Training Academy. It's a very low-cost academy just to be able to bring blockchain education to the masses and kind of what tell them a little bit about what Jimmy was alluding to. So we've opened up to a lot of organizations in Africa to be able to access our education platform for free. Uh, there's a, we've just recently reached out and offered free access to a group out of Afghanistan that helps teach women the code. We've offered them free access to our academy and just recently, I, you know, working on something with Jimmy to get, you know, to, to allow more people to have access to our programs. So blockchaintrainingacademy.com, first and foremost, that's our main platform. I host a podcast and I have social media pages called From No Crypto to No Crypto. I usually have to explain that when I say it because it's not up on the words, but yeah. it's from N-O crypto to K-N-O-W crypto. So from no to no. So from no crypto to no crypto, where I do a podcast, educational podcast and give back. And you can find me on social media platforms, either under from no crypto to no crypto or blockchain Wayne, which is the handle I started going by a couple of years ago when I started podcasting and it just kind of stuck with me. <laughs> no doubt. Well, with that, Wayne, I want to thank you for enlightening myself and, and, and many others out there. And we just want to wish you uh, the very best brother and just keep on doing what you're doing. And uh, I look forward to uh, being able to chop it up with you again. And, and this has been an awesome edition of chopping it up with Jimmy C and we are we are in a position to want to end out this this segment by saying you can reach Mr. Wayne where he just gave you his his uh, handles on our uh, Facebook and you know all the social media sites he just gave you but also we encourage individuals to get out there and get that knowledge he has classes that he is teaching you know individuals that they offer certain classes to but he has classes for everyone. He has classes to get out there and inform individuals and put individuals in the, in the right line of leadership, put them in the positions to, to start owning their own corporations, being influential in our society. And with that said, I want to thank you again, Wayne, for coming in, man, and just, and just dropping the knowledge, brother, and sharing all you can share. I'm so thankful for you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Jimmy, man. I appreciate it as well, man. Always great talking. We definitely have to do this again. Yes. That is the end of this edition of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. Thank you all for joining in. And please join back in for our next episode. Take care of yourself. God bless. Peace.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C, where we celebrate life after wrongful conviction. Remember, you get to define your life, no one else. Also, don't forget to like and share our Facebook page. Sign up for our alerts so you don't miss our show. That's it. We out. Peace. One love.